Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Amanda. And I'm super excited because I got something on the way. I was waiting for uh, Nick, who's not even here today. Uh, he is uh, in the Wonderland of Disneyland in uh, where. I thought Flor- that's Orlando. Isn't it called Orlando, Disney World? Orlando, Disney World. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was called that whole Disney thing Land. up. <laughs> Can we scratch again from the top? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, how's everybody doing? Doing pretty good. Been pretty productive this weekend. Just a lot of choring and getting shit done, but. Choring? Yeah, choring. Uh, you got some shit to tell us, Days? Some update on DLGCon? Yeah, sure. Uh, with DLGCon, uh, we are at the point now where there is only one bed left. That's it. Just a singular bed that is in a bunk bed uh, with a bunch of other cool people. So if that interests you, you can go to uh, DLGCon Planning. That's the channel that is in our Discord. And you can find our Discord through dlgaming.net. Um, there is going to be such an amazing... T- these are always so great, like these DLG cons. Honestly, the very first year that I went was the most fun I've ever had, and it still continues every year to never disappoint and be such an incredible blast. Uh, so far, we've kind of got a loose game plan with the food, because if you're going to Texas, probably one of the best things, in my opinion, about Texas, because I lived in Texas for a few months, is I would have to say the food. And so... Um, typically on our Friday nights when everybody's first getting in, uh, we'll do like a pizza and things like that. <laughs> and, um, so I know that I'm not going to sign them up truly for this, but we have somebody that's a part of the community that, uh, has been thinking about doing like homemade pizzas for Friday, which would be really cool. And then Saturday is going to be the big brisket day. We've got, um, front of the podcast, like Duder McBadass is going to be smoking briskets. Uh, so we'll have true, genuine Texas barbecue made from, with love, uh, from people, part of the community. So that'll be awesome and amazing. We're going to be on a lake. And after brisket, the game plan so far is to go to this really cool place called the Oasis, where you can see beautiful views of Lake Travis. And it's going to be, such an amazing time. Yeah. So right now we're showing kind of just some pictures of Lake Travis for the sunset is the goal of what we're going to try and do. Um, where there's talks of looking into potentially trying to see about getting some kegs from local breweries and maybe renting a pontoon boat. And there's going to be a lot of amazing stuff and fun in store for this DLG con. So you guys should definitely come out if you can. Um, but yeah, so Looking forward to it. That's going to be September 30th to October 3rd. It's a Friday to Monday. And uh, yeah, it's to Austin, Texas. So it's going to be an awesome time. That picture is so beautiful. I thought it was actually Anakin and Padme on their oh summer break. Oh my God, break, it dude. looked like it. I totally You're right. Thought it was. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's not, that's not, that's fantasy. And then uh, also, uh, JP Diddy always cooks every year. And uh, he is already uh, talking about how he's going to be using the brisket. I guess he's going to make some sort of nachos with the. So you got Texan brisket and you got Iowan. uh, Well, what? Well, I was going to say, like, no, no, no. Uh, Like, that will happen. I'm thinking we're going to have Duder make a third brisket just for JP Diddy to use in however he sees fit. But a Texas barbecue is going to be like, we're focused on the brisket, and then Jufri is going to do sides. And he's talking about doing potatoes au gratin, or au gratin, I can't 
fucking pronounce that word but <laughs> like um potatoes like the scalloped potatoes is what i would call them uh and then like homemade bread and they always do like smoked brussels sprouts or asparagus and so like it's a whole barbecue and that's a whole dinner but then yeah jp diddy's gonna have a brisket to kind of play with and he is phenomenal at cooking anybody that's ever been to any dlg knows that jp diddy is like a master chef he is incredible uh and it's really and he pays us to come yeah and you're not gonna do shit and you only only have to pay look at that you you don't have to cook anything that's right all right let's talk about some video games that's right all right bobby Bobby grab this bitch by the horns (laughs) let's do it um on the radar games that have come to our attention this week let's start out with really quick stray so we've talked about this game before it's a game about a cat that i guess is trying to make its way home a cat with a backpack yep very important. Uh, so cool looking adventure game. Not enough cat games out there. Not enough good cat games out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big news here is there is a price and there is a release date. Release date is July 19th, I believe. And the price is twenty six ninety nine on sale. But uh, full price is going to be a little bit more than that. I think it's around 30 bucks. So yeah, it's exciting to see that's actually coming up. Hopefully it's going to be good. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping so too. I mean, like this is, this has got so much. I think going for it, you know, like with the story and just uh, like the atmosphere that they have created with this just looks fantastic. And I agree, man. They don't make enough good cat uh, games out there. There's a lot of meme games. A lot of things that got in through Steam Greenlight or. Uh, you know, like a, a an asset flip, basically just trying to play off the whole cuteness or memeness of cats, you know, not not serious games. And that's kind of what I thought of this when I first saw it. But looking at it now that it's so close to being finished, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it great. looks like a full flesh story RPG, which will be awesome. And it's a cyberpunk world as well. Mm-hmm. This cat looks exactly like the cat that's in my uh apartment complex man i think your name is peaches i thought you were gonna say nightmares no <laughs> no thankfully there's a little bit of uncanny valley there but... no right you're like <laughs> it's really it's a cat but it still is a good game mm-hmm. yeah so that's exciting yeah for sure um so uh, this, uh you put this up there chris uh blocky dungeon I took a look at it and I was like, this is bullshit. What the fuck? I don't, I don't care about this. And then I saw what it was. I'm like, this is so interesting. I don't know how they're going to put these two things together, but it's like a Tetris style game. And you put down the blocks and it creates a little dungeon. And then your little man's goes to the little dungeon. And then somehow you solve it and you clear lines by, I don't know. I don't know how they they're mixing the two, but. It sounds crazy, and it is, and uh, hopefully they pull it off to great success. But, Do you want uh, me to tell you? Do you want yeah, me to tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, If you know, okay. let me know. So they have the demo, and you basically, yeah, the Tetris things come down, and they have monsters that you have to fight. Uh, you only have a limited amount of stamina of things you can do per turn before you have to drop another brick, and you need to level up your character. And if you level them up hard enough, then a trap door will drop. And you will move to the trapdoor. But there's all sorts of like cool mechanics. Like you still, it's still like Tetris. You want to complete the lines and make them go away. That's how you level up. So I had a lot of fun. The demo is pretty long. There's an unlimited mode. I never got booted off. I think I played for like two hours. So yeah. 
This looks awesome. Nice, man. What a I'm, somebody was on mushrooms when they came up with this one, for sure. Or they just took two things that they know is awesome and works: Tetris and dungeons. Yeah, you know. No, I like my drugs theory. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just because of drugs. It's always the answer. It's always drugs. It's always drugs. Well, there's no release date on this game. I did download the demo. I meant to play it today, but didn't get a chance. Uh, I, I definitely want to check this out. This looks really cool. It does look cool. I, well, um, something you would never, ever want to fucking play on drugs. Uh, the game that I put on my radar is called The Stranger. This looks like a uh, horrifying game that I'm not going to lie to you guys. I will not be playing this game. But if anybody wants to play this game, <laughs> I would love to watch it <laughs> until I can't handle it. Uh, it is a atmospheric horror VR game where the entire point is to um, find this stranger and essentially kick him out of your house. And so it's, it's new. It's like early access and stuff. I think there's a demo for it, but it's super creepy. Like it's totally this in the middle of nowhere, probably fucking Iowa or Kansas or some bumfuck spot like that. And there's this just creepy stranger dude that's trying to get into your house. And so of course they really utilize like the dark nothingness. I'm sure there's a storm at some point and, um, you're just trying to like build up like the power will go out. And so then you have to go and replace the power and like you want to lock doors and the stranger fucks with you. Like it'll unlock doors just to go to the other side. And it's so then you're going to want to lock the door and you're like, Oh, is he over here? And then no, you can't see it. But this game just basically is a lot of build up, It seems and just very, very creepy and spooky in the way that they did it, which I am such a, little bitch with games like this so there's like i said there's no way i'm playing this but i thought for anybody that was really into horror games they might be interested in this and there's really not that misty you can see the strangers right there looking out the window and so um there's really not that many horror vr games see that's jacko calling at the stranger right now dude you got a stranger right outside your house now no (laughs) but yeah they uh they they just don't make a lot of horror VR games, I think. So it's really cool to just see kind of any being made, especially an indie side thing and not something like Resident Evil, you know? I remember at the beginning, that's all it was. It was all like little, um, what do you call them? Uh, uh, like an experience, right? So there was always like these three, four minute experiences. That was all what VR was at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And half of those were all just like jump scare ones, you know, like don't move your hands while these like dinosaurs jump all around you and stuff. But as far as full fledged games that are horror, yeah, there's not a whole lot of them, but it's such a good thing. Like VR is the perfect vehicle for, for, uh, horror. Yeah, especially doing like more of an atmospheric horror because that, yeah, like you said, like the VR is just such an experience anyway that, yeah, man, see, it's creepy. You look out the window and you'll see like the shadow of the stranger. You look through the blinds and you see him just staring at oh, you. Oh, he's cute. I would, I don't think he's fucking cute at all. Like, <laughs> that's like that's going to feel. Mask on. Yeah. Well, it, I don't think this, uh, this video really sells it enough because things are 10 times more scarier in VR. Mm-hmm. Even things that are not necessarily supposed to be scary end up being scary in VR because it's so much more realistic. Yep. Yeah. I used to have a, uh, the, another experience that comes with the valve. Um, 
you get the uh, it was called the deep or the blue something like that where you're down in the ocean mm-hmm. and uh, i would always put random people to experience it and then at some point the whale comes up on you mm-hmm. and if you're not looking at the whale direction you're looking at the boat or whatever and then you turn around there's this a giant eye just looking at you Half the people that did that thing, it was a huge jump scare for them. It wasn't even intended to. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be this cool whale experience where you get to touch this whale that rolls up on you. Nope. Uh, it was uh, a horror sauce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I jumped and almost broke my TV off of Skyrim the first time, like, a spider came down or when I woke up the bear in the cave, and that was right in the beginning. So, you know, amazing unintended scares can happen. <laughs> This game looks cool, though. True Blue. Yeah. Or The, the blue. blue. Yeah. That's pretty. a free one. That's nice. What else All you got, right. Bob? Uh, only other one I have is Space Lines from the Far Out. What a name. Mm. What a name. So this game looks like it might be kind of like <laughs> overcooked. Uh, you're running like a... Um, uh, a spaceship business where you transport people and it's supposed to be retro futuristic and you have to manage your airlines, your, your spaceship airlines, basically. So you, you route a map and you, uh, things happen during, during the trip that you have to take care of. And it's a, a co-op game. So very much like overcooked or it reminded me a lot, um, both in gameplay and graphics of that other game that Days and I disagreed on <laughs> uh, where you have to clean up the spaceship from all the um, aliens invading. I can't remember I what it was, it was called. Like out of space, it's something like really on the nose. Mm-hmm. Versus vers- vers- clean up detail? Not no, that one. No, no, no. That one. no. Th- this was recent. This was recent. Oh, okay. Uh, this yeah, was like you grab it, it bugs was, and put them in a grinder and then uh, like yeah. clean and sweep up places. It, it was friends. like out of space. I think that might have been the name of it. Um, and this was so similar visually that I thought it might be the same developer. It is not. Uh, there is a demo out, but it is not linked on the Steam page. So mm-hmm. they the demo is a separate game called uh, Space Lines Flight School. Uh, huh. Space Lines Far From Out Flight School. And it's like the tutorial of, of the uh, big game. So you can play that one for free and uh, learn how the game operates, I suppose. That's really cute, actually. Yeah, like it's, it's definitely like very that. cute. I'm wondering, well, it looks like it has some uh, rhythm mechanics, right, Bobby? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there, yeah, yeah some, that's what I saw, too. Yeah, like, arrows. you had to hit left, down, right. Maybe know? that's a small part of the game. It looks like a small part of the game. Is that rhythm mechanics, or is that, um, what do they call that, a uh, button... Uh, you know, where it pops up and says, press B, now press down. Press uh, quick time event. Quick time event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a quick time event. Yeah. The arrows throw you off, though. I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this game sucks. Moving on. Uh, He's like, it reminds me of out of space, and you have to hit arrows with quick time. Done. No. <laughs> no, it does look cool. Bobby, I'm going to give you some DRG news for once. Oh, boy. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic is getting, uh, or has, a VR mod. That is out in beta right now, um, and you can go and play it. Um, it tells you to expect a lot of bugs because um, it's in beta, and that's what they want. They just want you to report the bugs. But, yeah, you can play right now some sort of version of Deep Rock Galactic in VR. And 
Holy hell, does that sound scary and fucking awesome at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of darkness in that game. That could be very frightening. And I'd be worried about throwing all my flares out and accidentally tossing a controller. <laughs> mm. Well, that's why you always want to like have the little wrist, you know, fabric thing like tighten because then, yeah, mm. dropping controllers can happen. I'd be more worried about punching a wall. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That would be cool, though. That, that'd be awesome. a good game for Jeez. VR. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, Bobby, you're kind of like a power player. You're trying to do the most difficult thing possible. But I feel like the most thing, difficult thing possible wouldn't be possible in VR. You're more there for the experience, I feel mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you'd have to dial down the difficulty a bit in order to enjoy it at all. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe it's a, some sort of uh, advantage, but I doubt it. Mm. What the hell is a cactus cowboy? Wait, I know about cactus cowboy. Oh, I, I bet I bet you do. So <laughs> cactus cowboy plants at war is this free VR game out where you are a cactus at war. I know <laughs> completely like novel. It doesn't give it away in the title at all, but you are fighting together with your comrade Emilio. Uh, that is literally your comrade's name is Emilio. So God Emilio, if right. you don't get this game when we have VR and we play it together, what the fuck? Because I really need my comrade Emilio to play with me, and then we're gonna kill and shoot all of the like cactus Except for This looks awful. It has the shittiest graphics. This definitely is looks like a meme game, but it looks fun. Like you know, you go around and you, <laughs> you shoot. Uh, you know, you shoot people as a cactus. I love the little like. Okay, so this game has shit for details, but the the one detail I do appreciate is that you have cactus arms with spikes and everything as you're shooting AKs. Like, the, this is just hilarious. Worth it's, your money right there. It's free. Of course it's worth oh. your money. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And so this just looks like a very fun shooter game for VR that is just goofy. Like, it reminds me of, like, the Clown Field 2042 or something. Somebody made, like, a... Uh, Battlefield, oh, yeah, yeah. like like just an absolute joke meme of a game of it with shit graphics like this. And but this just looks really, really funny. It's got mostly positive reviews. It came out the third of May, and it's and why it's not Cactus VR Studios? So it's obviously like a one off, <laughs> which is hilarious. So yeah, you battle in trenches and cities and woods on Cactus or Cacti Island and. Apparently, there's a little bit of a story behind the backstabbing attack of the bug army. So, no. like, yeah, yeah. So, as cacti, you're running around killing bugs. That's the enemy, which is just it's hilarious. So, this just seems like a stupid fun game. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out with you, dude. Because yeah, it's a free game. Why not? Uh, lastly, uh, Street Fighter Six is officially coming out in twenty twenty three. Not a whole lot of details. A bunch of new characters. I saw at least four new characters. I think more, five or six even in this uh, trailer that uh, came out. Um, the graphics, they're going for a little more realism, I'd say. It almost looks like a motion capture now. I think they definitely uh, went with some motion capture on this. It's look. It's looking, during the fight scenes, it's like, go maybe... 75% through this video, you'll start to see some of the, the fighting. Um, yeah, uh, it's starting to look like maybe they're going for a little more realistic, even though the characters are still insanely uh, propor- proportioned. Um, what else to say about it? Um, maybe a Street Fighter 5, they started doing the... Uh, no, Street Fighter 4, there was that like heavy ink 
um, style that they started going for. They doubled down on it on, on Street Fighter V, where like it just looks like splashes of ink when you use certain moves. And now they're going with that, but it's not black anymore. I saw color splashes of different ink. It was actually a really cool uh, effect to to take that other effect and make it more colorful. Um, the whole game is actually lightened up. I feel like, um, yeah, Gryu's definitely older. He looks, he's looking like, like his old master now. Uh, it's cool to see everybody grow up and stuff. Um, I hope the game is good. I hope the mechanics are good. I hope PC gets a good port for once. Um, but we have a whole year. So, so with the last street fighter game, didn't they, do something really weird in the uh in the selling of it they had uh like a lot of dlc you couldn't get all the characters like it was a lot of microtransactions. wasn't there some shadiness there the way i i i think it went is like uh, you had to pay for a lot of costumes if you wanted them the characters it wasn't too bad i think it was you know it, at first yeah it was rough it was like 7.99 a character uh, but later on, you know, you could buy four packs now for, you know, five bucks or whatever. And there's probably eight extra characters. So maybe for 10 bucks, you can get all of them, all, all of them now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the port is where really where it, it fucked up. Um, the just PC ports are not good for Street Fighter. Man, I think it looks so cool with the colors. Yeah, it's really vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to say that I'm excited about it until. I have more proof for my put-in. All right. Well, let's talk about some games that we have been playing here. Quick update on Back for Blood. Apparently, that new mode I unlocked, No Hope, you can't just waltz in and play that. You can't queue up with a bunch of randos. You actually have to have a group of like two or three people to start that game. So I have not been able to play the No Hope difficulty. So you should have been friending all these people. Like everybody that you beat that shit with, you should have friended every one of those people. Yeah. I, I have had a few people friend me from that game. So I don't know. Maybe um, it's really weird though, because a lot of them are like, some of them are PlayStation, some of them are Xbox. So it's uh, a little strange the way the friending works in that. But if anybody out there wants to play Back for Blood on a super hard difficulty, <laughs> you're talking about like how many people out there do you think? Oh, they're out level? there. They're, they're out there. there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It's a popular are. game, so. Yeah. All right. But the the game that I did play this week was They Are Billions. So I talked about it last week. It, it's been kind of coming up. Uh, Conan Unconquered was coming up a lot. And I, last week I said I was playing that game while everyone else was playing They Are Billions. Uh, it turns out I was right. Conan Unconquered was the better game. What? Are you crazy, dude? <laughs> I had a tough time with this game. And I knew going into it that it was going to be difficult. I had heard that when the game came out. Everybody said it's very, very challenging. So I was accepting that when I went into when when I went into play They Are Billions. Um, the problem was it was difficult for all the wrong reasons. I had some technical issues and there were just some things that didn't rub me the right way. It felt like a really old game. So I went in and I adjust the graphics settings. You know, that's always the first thing you do. Anytime I adjusted any graphics settings, it said I had to completely restart the game, even for doing something as simple as adjusting my resolution. I thought, hmm, that's strange. Also, the game had pretty long load times that I don't think were really justified. If I'm playing like Far Cry 6 or Grand Theft Auto 5, I get there's going to be a long load time. You're loading an entire city with a bunch of NPCs. Uh, but this game, I don't know why it took so long. I mean, it didn't take as long as those games, but it took a, a little longer than I would have expected, especially since I had to restart every time I made a change in the settings. Um, 
The real issue was, it, let me just tell you the story of how my week went with this game. So I loaded it up, I started playing it, and I didn't do too great on the first run. That's to be expected, right? You never do. You, it's a, a learning process. The first run's always a wash. So I was like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing now. Restart, start the first level again. All right. And I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to go. I know the zombies swarm from the north. So I build my fence there. I'm, I mass a bunch of units. I put them all up there. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Now, when you play these uh, 4X games or these RTS games, usually you can use the landscape, the natural barriers that exist and build the, the fences in between. So say there's like a forest or a rock or something. Um, you can build a fence that goes up to that and then that creates a wall that you don't need to build and then you, you continue it on the other side of that. So I figured I was good here. Apparently, when the horde comes, they can just waltz right out of the forest. And, you know, my guys are out there like, uh, doing, uh, some lumberjacking, but it's not like Warcraft three where they actually knock down the forest and it changes the map. Like the forest Are you saying that there. it's strange that zombies can walk through trees in the logic they, of this game. Yes, they can't dude. I think you built a bad wall. I played the shit out of this game. Really? They don't walk through. Maybe I'm missing something. Okay. Maybe I'm missing something, but I thought I had my place pretty secure here. Uh, but zombies got in somehow. Um, all, all it takes is one on this game, man. Yeah, they got in, and then I I moved my units to cover my base, and they didn't get there in time, obviously. And the way that this game operates is... I'm trying to think of another game that does it like this. I think Darkest Dungeon might. So if you're playing a game, it saves as you go... It doesn't save as you go along. Um, it It saves at certain checkpoints, maybe like once or twice during a game. But if you stop playing the game, it automatically saves when you exit. So there's no cheating it. There's no like, oh, that Mm -hmm. was bad. Let me just go back to a last save. No, whenever you go out of the game, it it saves it. Um, But it does not save it if you are um, if you are like just in the middle of a game. Uh, So the problem that I ran into was that. Okay, we're on my third run now. Uh, I was like, okay, that sucks. Whatever. I'm just gonna I'm gonna build a fence just right around. I'm not gonna use any of the trees or the rocks as borders. I'm gonna build a fence right around my base, make sure that's secure, and I'm just gonna load it up with all my archers. Hey, I'm still on level one, mind you. So I I start doing that and I play the game, and then you know s- stuff comes up. I've got to alt tab out and do things, which I think is reasonable in PC gaming. <laughs> you alt tab. You alt tab sometimes. I mean, it happens. Um, and then sometimes I could not alt tab back into this game. Go to task manager, not responding. That sucks. Okay. So I got to force quit the game. I come back in. All my progress is lost. Like everything just mm. gone. Um, and then at that point, I was just like, all right, I don't know if I can do this again. I played the, the same level like three times now. And I got to start all the way from the beginning and I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm putting, I'm building the same units. It, it's becoming a chore. I'm building this house here and that, uh, power generator over there. Like I'm just doing, uh, and it's kind of a long level too. Like it's, it doesn't go by quick. They've got a pause and a play button, but there's no, uh, speed setting. So you can't like do a fast forward and, hurry through things. So there's some downtime where you're kind of waiting. It wouldn't be like that on later levels. I assume there's more stuff to do, but keep in mind, I'm on the first level here. Um, so yeah, I couldn't get past it, man. I couldn't do it that the next time I just didn't want to go through all of it. And plus, even if I did, 
like, I don't, I don't want to play a game and then just like, forget like, oh yeah, I can't alt tab out. Cause that might completely crash it. Um, yeah, hmm. I don't know. Maybe if I played it in window mode, it'd be better, but then that might mess up the edge panning and had a tough time with that. So I had to put it on like full screen lock, like not the borderless window because, you know, dual monitors and edge panning doesn't work. And if you change the setting, you you might have to restart. Yeah, then I would have to restart. It was just, it was a very clunky experience, <laughs> and that wasn't what I was expecting. All right, Chris has been losing your shit, his shit through your entire mm -hmm. review. Chris, you want to talk about this? Yeah, why don't you this? tell us about how the game really is? Because I couldn't get past, like, the technical issues here. You gave it three I, uh, tries, though. That's not very much, dude. I, uh... I had a lot of fun with this game. I didn't have any of the technical issues, but I will say you are playing the game uh, on the mission and mm -hmm. that didn't used to be in the game. You yeah. Just, yeah. That's you true. You had a map and you survived as long as you could. And I feel like maybe that's how the game might be supposed to be played because if you keep doing the same stuff in the starting mission, I could see how that would get frustrating, but mm -hmm. in the endless modes, it's all randomized, right? So you get that replayability a little, a little better. Um, yeah, and some of the missions uh, aren't really that good. Like you control one unit and you move around, and you want they want you to like pick up items mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's like oh yeah, there's like an adventure game. mode. Yeah, and yeah. They, every third level, you know, something like that. I mean, I love Warcraft three, but playing it nowadays, it feels a little forced. Like there's only so much you can do, like as far as a narrative campaign with an RTS game, mm. because essentially when you play multiplayer, it's always the same. You know, you you build up your base and you go kill the other guy. But you know, how do you how do you get some, how do you vary that mission to mission? You can't do a whole campaign like that. You've got to switch it up. So yeah, they would always do things like that. And, and you're right. Like when everyone else was playing this, I remember it just being like that random mode and the, the campaign, it's got cutscenes and everything. There's a story going on. Like there's, there's a lot to it. So, you know, don't, don't completely go by what I said. I'm sure there's a great game in here, but I just had some really, I was taken aback, honestly. Like I, I just thought, I don't know. I was expecting more of a polished experience, I guess, and not, not as many technical issues. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this game a bunch. Um, I have any technical bit, the issues that I remember. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, the game is punishing. I did play the campaign mode and I did have fun with the campaign mode, but it is so punishing. Like, you mm -hmm. know, one zombie, one zombie is like a virus. They come in and they fucking, make mouth love to the first person they see that person and they tell two friends and they tell two friends mm -hmm. and all of a sudden your whole shit's fucking run over all of a sudden I, you have a pandemic dude. you have a pandemic yeah. dude. <laughs> i mean it's, if one gets in i don't know if there's really a way to d deal with it like to keep it contained or under control i know they hit the buildings and those become infected you, you shoot your own people in the head is what yeah. you do dude. hold up the buildings become infected yeah what yeah, yeah it becomes a zombie building huh Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So I think if they get in, it's just like over. But I, I don't know, too. Like, if, if it wasn't the technical issues, I think I might still have a problem with the game because I just, I don't like replaying stuff. And if, if the mission fails, I don't want to go back and start the whole thing over again. Uh, you know, even in Warcraft 3, you could just restart, you could save throughout the mission and, and load from that save. And I get that that's a design choice by this game. Like they don't want to do that. Like they want to make it purposefully difficult, but I'm just, I don't really agree with it because it's just, 
you're punishing people. And the consequence is you just have to do the same thing over again. And yeah, you're supposed to learn from it and do it better, but it's just like, I'm not, I'm not doing fucking chores. I'm not doing busy work, man. Yeah. There's a needle to thread with that kind of difficulty and replayability thing. And we're just, just going to have to agree to disagree there, Bobby. <laughs> I'm with you, Bobby. I well, hate replay. I, I look forward to your review of Conan Unconquered. So we <laughs> proper any day now. <laughs> <laughs> Game of the week, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll go back. There were a few times, you know, like I took a day off, and I was like, the next day, I was like, eh, kind of want to go back and give that level one more shot. Like, I don't like the fact that I'm just stuck on the first level. That seems pretty ridiculous, even to come on the podcast and try to talk about this game. Like, I can't give it a fair review, right? But I, I don't know. I just kind of hit a wall with it. I I didn't realize this game came out in 2019. That doesn't seem that long ago. I thought it was maybe it was in early access for a while. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, speaking of replaying levels and things like that, I played a bit more of some Demio this uh, week, and I've got some announcements about it as well. I know for sure in the VR version, they've added a new thing of being able to paint your figurines. So what we're seeing right now in the video is that they have expanded this hero's basement where you can, you know, play with your friends and play um, things like darts, and they have a little, like, archery thing. You can sit around a TV and look at stuff, which is cool. Um, but now they've added this whole, like, painting party aspect of it that you can hang out with your friends with in VR, where you get to paint monsters different things and put them into the game, or you could just paint stuff on canvases. And I just think it's so cute and fun. And I played it a little bit, and I'm not going to lie, at least I'm, I'm going through this thing where I can't tell sometimes that the game is a little on the chunky side because of the game or because of my computer. I'd have to assume it's because of my computer because I'm a lot on a laptop and, you know, laptops last like two years and then they turn into an old lady to get put into the retirement home and then die, dude, because the laptops don't live long. It's time, days. It's time. There's multiple, there's multiple red flags that are showing. It's time to buy something. Uh, I feel like. Yeah. It's just, it's mostly VR though. Like everything else runs for the most part pretty good, dude. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to, it, it, because I want to keep traveling and stuff. I always keep going back and forth between getting a tower and a monitor and all that shit or like another laptop. But if it's another laptop, I'm in the same problem I am now. Right. So it's like, bah. but anyway, going, whatever. My, Regardless of that, this game actually, for the most part, does run pretty well. Uh, going through the dungeons and things like that, I had a buddy that just got a VR headset. He got the Index, and he wanted to try this game, and we did. And it's very fun. You got to stick together, and you definitely got to work together because the game, this game, can be very unforgiving if anybody splits off or isn't like one strategizing unit, you know. But I really love the little hero's basement as well because it, it totally, especially after watching the latest uh, Stranger Things, like it, the basement feels like some shit right out of like the 80s of hanging out with your friends in the basement and sitting around a board game table and playing Dungeons and Dragons essentially, you know, which is awesome and very, very fun. But I love that you can now sit there with your friends and chat and paint like the figurines themselves so you can ah, paint so your sick. own people, which is so sick. Yeah, it's awesome. They're planning on adding more books. I'm not entirely sure when, but there's so much content. And once again, if you don't remember the last few times I talked about it, each book, there's three books out. Each book has three levels. So it's three, 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 obviously. And then the last level is when you would have like the massive boss and everything like that. And so, um, but yeah, this, this game, I just, I do really love playing this game. It's very fun. I can't wait. 
Yeah. Wait. Oh yeah. Cause that leads right into what you, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I just clicked the buy button on a valve index. Um, I've been trying to buy a used one for like three weeks. People on offer up are being fucking super flake. It's like, they don't want my money. It's like, all right. Okay. I guess. Um, so yeah, I just got tired of waiting. I went on eBay. Everything was like, even used units are like 800 bucks. People don't want to let these things go. So I was like, I'll just pay the full thousand. Um, so it should be on its way. They'll probably send it out. I don't know, tomorrow or something. Uh, who knows when I'll get it for you, dude. Yeah, me too. Got a long list of games that we can play together. Yeah. So. And I'm really excited about Mila too. Cause she, I mean, how long, how long has it been since we got the Oculus, dude? And I, I busted out the first week mm-hmm. and she has not stopped talking about it since we got it. You know, wow. she's like, can you, I'm like, no, it doesn't really work. I don't want to fucking go through that nightmare. By the way, Bobby, that's a hundred percent yours now. If you want to take it. <laughs> Super. Super. <laughs> um, I, although the, the quest two, which should, I mean, that's a, I think that's a nice point right there for you, Bobby. Don't you think? Quest like, two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, they're trying to push everybody into Facebook accounts and that's really weird. I mean, I guess I could do that, but you make a fake one. Who cares? It's, yeah. I was really on the fence about that and really didn't like that. I don't necessarily like my online and gaming world to collide with yeah. Facebook. I keep them very separate and I prefer to keep that side private as well. But and Amanda. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just kind of bit the bullet for quest two and got it. And thankfully I don't actually feel like it, uh, is super annoying. I feel like besides just the initial setting it up, I haven't had any kind of crossover whatsoever, unless yeah. I wanted to go into like the metaverse, which I don't. Don't ask me. I'm not joining the metaverse. And so, <laughs> because of the whole so, private life thing, like that. So the Facebook know. part of it is not very intrusive. Not no, I don't think so. And I think I feel like it would be more intrusive if you only went through the Oculus store and all the Oculus stuff. So I mm. bought the Oculus Quest to just as a means to have hardware to connect to steam VR. So mm-hmm. everything I do is through steam and that's yeah. it. And I think that has a big play in it. I think because I'm going completely through steam VR and steam, I'm not dancing with Oculus and their little Facebook bullshit as much, but it's of course always still there. And yeah, you can hide your status from your Facebook friends if you want. So they can't really see what you're doing or playing. And it's not like, it's not like when you load up a game, they shoot out a status that is like, Oh, Amanda's playing tales and Nadia VR. You know <laughs> Yeah, like, awesome grandma don't look that up but anyway, <laughs> it's they're not doing that so that's great you know what i mean because i was worried about that too like that's annoying who cares right and so i think the quest two is that. definitely more handsome too like uh, this is like oh the judge dread looking thing you know compared to your it's like elegant i think the oculus 2 is like mm. elegant looking yeah. What do you think? Yeah. It looks like an Apple product. There's a lot of really nice stuff too with it. You know, like if you walk out of your guardian, you actually get to see your entire room. Like it, and oh, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It almost looks like, um, it reminds me of, if you had like night vision goggles in mm-hmm. a way, like it's, it's wild. It's a crazy experience to walk outside of your garden and then see everything. Cause sometimes I'll have something hit me and I'll be like, what the fuck was that my cat? So I'll just walk out of the guardian, look down and sure enough, it's my cat. And I'll be like, okay, move please. Like it's like black and white, right? <laughs> yeah. It's black and white, but like it's security know, footage. It's it looks like kind Anna. of, but it, like I said, it, it does remind me in a way of like the black and white, like night vision yeah, it's stuff. Grainy. It's grainy, grainy but yeah. it's not, I mean, it's, it's all you need. enough. It's yeah. all you need. Exactly. Yeah. To not, 
not run into shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or to like see things and move stuff around. And it's really, not, it's really, really wonderful. I freaked out. Um, I, fr- I can't remember if it was Duder or somebody. I freaked them out because they didn't realize that like I could see them while I had the headset on. And I was like, well, I'm not in my guardian, so I could see everything you're doing. Can you hand me that? And he was like, how can you tell? Like, how can you see? And I was like, I can see it. There's cameras. And so it's awesome. I've always viewed it as like the index is the way to go if you want to build your own computer and you want to have the top of the line stuff, hardware that you've built yourself. That's the index, right? And the Quest would be like a pre-built laptop that's still really good and functioning, but obviously not the most optimal thing. But that's why you're also actually kind of paying less in a sense. Oh, and Recycled uh, does make a point here. You know you could double tap at any point to get that view. I did not know that. Yeah. That is insane. You might have to turn that on in like the advanced settings. Oh, there's a, there's a setting. Uh, I don't know if it's default or not. But yeah, you just go on the side. That's sick. No button, no nothing. Just the motion. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And I find that it's really fluid and easy because my buddy, when I was playing Demio with him, he has the index and he was asking certain things of like, how do I get into st- like stationary mode and like sit down and play? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, it's super easy on the quest to like, as soon as you get outside of your guardian and ask you if you want to change it and like, it just asks you to put where the floor is. And then as soon as you do that, you have the options to either draw your little area or switch to stationary mode and then sit and that's it. And it's just, it's really easy, clean, and like a efficient way for the price point. I mean, I just think that the Quest 2 is fantastic for the price that you get. But I mean, if you have the space and the money, of course, the Valve Index is going to be the way to go. If you think about it, um, this when, he, when Zuckerberg tried the Quest 2, he enjoyed it so or thought so much of it that he entirely changed the direction of his company. And like mm-hmm. Facebook completely went to this VR, they're turning towards VR, and it's all because of the, you know uh, how I mean that that price point. What is it, two ninety nine? Yeah, I mean that's that's really good. Like it's I'm, insane. I just spent a thousand dollars, and I'm advocating for the the cheaper version. But uh, yeah, I mean I don't know. I I've been working super fucking hard. Uh, I paid off all my debt. Um, and so it was time to buy myself and my birthday's coming up. So got to treat not? yourself. I treat myself. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. If you've got the money or can make the money work and you more importantly to me, if you have the space where you can have a designated play area, yeah. then holy shit. Yeah. The valve index is phenomenal. I played when I went and visited JP Diddy, like he has a valve index and he has an entire area in his basement dedicated to just VR. And I mean, it is smooth. It's wonderful. Like everything worked so fluidly and like beautifully. Whereas, and like I said, I mean, part of it could be that I'm literally trying to play VR off of a laptop. So like at some games, like I can't play pistol whip and I can't play cyber that well because it lags to the point where it's a game breaking thing, but you would not have that issue with the valve index for sure. But I, who knows if I'd have that issue if I had a better hardware setup anyway. So yeah. that's not really here or there, but yeah, the valve index is certainly like the, you know, if you're going to go, all the way and do it right, then the Valve Index is for sure it. But if you want to start playing VR now and have fun and it be a really good bang for your buck, then hell yeah, the Oculus Quest 2 is a wonderful way to do it. Um, Bobby, any more thoughts on upgrading your rig as well? Uh, it's going to be a little while, but yeah. So the case that I really, really want, I mean, I could go with a different one, but the one that I really want isn't coming out till probably July. That's the Land Cool Mesh 3. Um, it's next month now, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess it is only a month away. It, it was Hello, supposed to be June. May. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you pre-order fucking cases? I don't, I don't know anything no, about this. I don't think so. I mean, what I, company is it by? Uh, uh, Lee and Lee. So huh. Lee and Lee uh, Land Cool Mesh Three. The Mesh Two is really good. I assume the Mesh Three is going to be just as good. Yeah. Um, the The other one I've been looking at is the Fractal Design Torrent. That one looks really good as well. It's just as far as uh, performance goes. The last time I did a build, I really went for silence. So I got one that was small, compact. You know, I didn't need a whole lot of room and it had like some sound dampening in it and it was really quiet, but then I started putting a bunch of hard drives in there. So now it's all noisy again. So now I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go for really good cooling. And, uh, but I don't know, man, I, I don't have any money, man. I've been spending, I bought like a new camera this year. I bought a new MacBook pro. I bought a trip to France. Like yeah. I, I don't have any money right now. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta let the, uh, the paper stack a little uh, bit. Bobby, I don't think you understand. It's called credit. It's basically free money. Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't have a credit card. So I was 27. I think I, I talked about this on the podcast yeah. before, but yeah, I don't really do credit. So, I mean, I have, I have one now, but I just, I, pay it off. I literally like buy something with my credit card, then I go online and I pay it off like immediately. But, um, which I don't think is how you're supposed to do it, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I do. My computer's feeling its age. Like I really need something, um, something better. It's getting by. I'm surprised it's still running. It's four years old. I built it in 2018 and it runs just fine. And it's cause you built it, buddy, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had I, I've had bad luck with hardware before, but this one, it's. I almost don't want to get something new because I'm just like amazed that this one's still working perfectly. I have so much faith in it. Like I have, I'm like this thing is just it'll. It's like the Titanic; it'll never sink. What about getting? Just what about just getting a card? Yeah, just update you know? some stuff. I don't think I can because my motherboard, the the mm. GPU slot for the motherboard, probably wouldn't handle like a one of the newer cards or at least it wouldn't get much out of it dude and it's size wise these fucking things are massive yeah. these days. well the wattage is going to be insane i got an 850 watt power supply and i'm like that'll be enough i'm never going to do sli because that's what i used to do in the past i used to buy like a 1200 watt power supply and think like oh i'm going to get a second graphics card down the line you know but i never did but the real reason that i need to upgrade my pc is kind of funny i I really want to get a new TV. Um, the 3D glasses that I, I bought off eBay stopped working. And I don't know if it's the battery or not, but I don't think so. So I'm like, all right, time to give up on the 3D TV. Yes. But um, if I got a new TV, a new 4K one, it I'd, I'd need to get an HDMI 2.1 cable. But I don't have anything on my computer that supports HDMI 2.1. So I'd have to get a new graphics card and to get a new graphics card, I need a new motherboard, which means new CPU Ram. Like I, Welcome so to the, 10 years ago. Oh. Yeah. So basically <laughs> I just, in order to get a new TV, I need to build a new computer. That's the real yeah. thrust, the real reason. Of, Finally uh, you. Okay. I'm glad that you're on the new TV. I've been trying to mm -hmm. push you to a new TV for a while. Yeah. Um, stranger things, Amanda, you're, you said it earlier. I'm on episode like three or four. It is good. Oh, my God. Is God, it is it good? God, is it good, dude? Oh, it's so good. You know, yeah. usually when you hear the, the fucking, uh, you're the only hope. You're the one we need. Usually I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking storyline. <laughs> this time I was like, yeah, fucking get him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was super down. 
Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much with it or anything, but it is it is amazing. I haven't been this into one of the seasons since the first one, I, yeah, think. I think. I think the first one and then this one are, are the best. I, I watched a lot of shit this weekend, actually. Like, I normally don't have time, screen time to watch stuff, but I was like unpacking and cooking and meal prepping and watching stuff because my new Airbnb has a much better layout where I can like almost be anywhere and see the TV. So I'm like, this is cool. Watch The Boys. There's a new season of The Boys. Dude, you got to... Emilio, I'm you hearing. have to I'm watch hearing. it. Yeah, like so funny. But um, yeah, man, like it's it's really it's really great. And I like this Airbnb because they've got that Samsung 4K new TV. So it's so sick because I got a Chromecast and I got the nice like Chromecast, the yeah, more one the that's HD kind of one. more of a home HD thing, and everything's interconnected. And with the Samsung TV, it's like any remote I click on, it just turns on and instantly goes to what I'm looking for. Yeah. Which is just crazy. And everything is so incredibly synced. I can the just Chromecast like... Chromecast is insane. It's so nice. Chromecast is so nice. Like, I will sit there and I'll pull up Disney because I want to watch Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then it'll be like, oh, just log into Disney on your app and we'll just log you in. And it was like, as soon as I pulled up Disney Plus on my phone, it was like, Chromecast wants to connect. And I just hit go and it logged me in completely to Chromecast with everything thing ready to go like that that quick so you need to use your cell phone well i so because i travel all of the stuff mm -hmm. i watch i traditionally watch stuff on my phone i'll like take a bath or traveling all the time like i'll watch things off my phone that's one of the reasons why i love having the samsung mm -hmm. galaxy note 20 because it's such a big screen and i watch stuff off of it but yeah, I can use my phone or you can use your computer to like log in okay through that but so it's, it's not like a fire instant. stick then it's not it's like, exactly like a fire stick, but well, fi also a fire stick. Stuff. You just plug into your TV and then you use a remote and then, you know, you log into all your accounts on the fire stick, but it's basically like an Apple TV or a Roku box, you know? Yes. And I would say Chromecast is a lot like that too, but it's much more intuitive and kind of takes an extra step. Like I remember yeah. one of the things that drove me nuts with a Roku, cause that's what I used to have is mm -hmm. like, yeah, you have to sit there and you have to punch every single letter of your sign in for your email and then your password. And it's like, that's fun. But when you've got like me with my family where we all share each other's accounts of stuff, what? like we have no, I mean, we don't do that. That's, <laughs> that's legally, we do not do that. <laughs> so I'll just say I have a lot of different streaming things. I've got like Hulu and Disney Plus and Netflix. Like I've got almost all of them, Paramount Plus, all of it. And so imagine like sitting there having to log in to every single one of them is yeah. so fucking annoying. But and do you need to log in? Because from the, what it sounds like with the Chromecast is that you need to pull out your phone every time and do this. No, no. nope. Okay. You just do it once. And then okay. everything's connected and it sticks with it. And too, it auto logins so. because you've already logged in on Chrome at some point. Yep. Which is, so, nobody else does. And then the other, the other, the reason, the, not the reason, but one of the things that I really like about it is their UI is probably the best UI of all of them. I and so then, agree. uh, for like, let's say Netflix, you click down once and it says continue watching, right? That's your continue watching for you, right? And you see all the things you've been watching on the Chromecast. It's your continue watching across all of the shit, uh, the different 
continue watching from Hulu, continue watching from HBO. Doesn't matter what it's from, it's all on one page. And it's uh it's very clean and it's beautiful. It's it's 4K. It's amazing. It, yeah, it's really nice. I love it. Yeah, like I, that's exactly that was one of my favorite things with Chromecast is like yeah, this weekend like I was watching Fargo on Hulu, The Boys on Amazon Prime, Stranger Things on Netflix, Kenobi on Disney Plus yeah. and they just had it all right all there. Right I there. could yeah. just jump right into it. It's so intuitive. It's awesome and it's just sleek and it's nice and it's done really really well. I love Chromecast. I've always loved that. Bobby, I, I don't even know like once you get into like buying your TV or whatever. Um if you're going to try to save money, as long as the screen is good, who cares about the software? Because you p- plug in one of these Chromecasts and you're going to have it's it, like it's beautiful. And it's mm. so wonderful, too. You could be talking to somebody and you could be like, oh, I want to show you something. It could be pictures. It could be YouTube. It could be whatever. And you could just Chromecast stream it right away from your phone instantly onto the thing. And if you have a nice like the TV that I have right now in the Airbnb with the Samsung one, if I were to just do that and the TV's not even on the TV will turn on and it will go right to that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to touch any kind of controller or anything. I can almost completely control my TV through my phone and it's not even my TV. Like it's a- one last thing on Samsung. And I, I only heard this from Zap, but Zap's uh, info is usually right. Uh, he said that Samsung TVs are now going to be able to stream um, game pass. Fascinating. So, yeah. So I think as long as you're, as long as your TV has Bluetooth, you'll be able to connect a controller to it, and then you're streaming uh, the service to your your Samsung, which sounds fucking crazy. That's so, wild. Yeah. So yeah, without a console, that's what kind of insane. graphics card does a Samsung TV have? That no, it's no, 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 no. It's like a streaming service. Like oh, the Stadia. streaming service. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as long as your internet connection is good. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But that's that's so good, man. That is so good. Um, well, but it's no quite, V rising days. I was going to say, we got really into the fucking weeds with this whole conversation, but that's great. Um, speaking of getting, stop getting small, batteries. <laughs> this is bullshit. Speak, speaking of getting into the weeds though. Yeah. I'm always in the weeds with V rising man, because I'm hiding from that fucking sun. But so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I played some more of this. Keep playing it. It's, it's fun. We've started getting to the point now where, uh, me and my clan members are looking for the perfect servant and prisoner. Um, because so much of what kind of person, what type of blood you consume gives you totally different buffs to help you. And now I'm at a point where I'm like on end game stuff. So I have to be very weary of that. If I'm going to fight a boss that I would need hand to hand combat with in a way, then I would be looking for like a high blood purity of a brute. That's going to give me a bunch of buffs and stuff to, uh, fighting and, um, and like health and things like that. And this game is just, I, I just love this game. The server that I'm in right now, like I said, it's my friend's server or Fastidious's server. Uh, he's a friend of the podcast as well. It's not a DLG server, but it is a friend of DLG who is running the server. He's thinking about, he put out a poll on his Discord to see if anybody would be interested in once a week doing PvP where there is like a 24-hour window of being able to fight each other. It wouldn't be castle raids. It's not like you would be building this beautiful castle that you've created and decorated and Martha Stewart the shit out of. And then one day on Friday, somebody comes in and blows it all up and now it's done and gone for. Like, that's not the scenario we're talking about. We're talking about for like 24 hours, you could kill other people that are playing in the game. 
uh, you can't take their stuff. It would just be basically brawling out, you know, which would be super fun. I think I'm in support of it, but there's a pull out for that right now. So I'm kind of curious and interested to see if we start doing that. Cause I have not done a lot of PVP with this game. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of PVP, um, crafting survivals because to me, those games are like, I feel like they punish you for having a life and I don't like any game that wants to punish me for, you know, not giving everything to my game. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And it's just, um, it's a lot of fun. I love V rising and I'm going to keep no. playing it a bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked about Biden and Isaac for a long fucking time. Uh, but I did something super goddamn hard and I'm proud of it. Um, for some reason, I never unlocked the last character. Uh, he's called the forgotten. Uh, he's extremely hard to get. Um, even without context, you guys will probably get it. You have to beat the first level in under a minute, which is so hard. And then for the rest of the game, you have mom's legs trying to kill you Two two of them, like nonstop trying to stomp you out. So you have to never stop moving. Um, and then, at the end of uh, the regular game, you have to go into boss rush mode, which is where you fight like 30 bosses in a row uh, with these legs coming down and uh, and get it all done. It took me about 70 tries to get it done. Um, but yeah, I did it. I got the new character. New character is the only melee character in the game. So he plays a little different. Um, having fun trying him out and playing uh, different strategies and stuff with him. Because uh, he's completely different than everybody else. Um, uh, the one thing is you can use the legs to your advantage because they count as bombs going off. So you could use them. Or if you don't have a bomb, you can kind of like juke it and make it try to open something that you wanted to open with a bomb. Uh, but that doesn't always work because you know if you don't move fast enough, you take a, a tremendous amount of damage from these things. Uh, oh, and also if they step on one of the bosses, uh, they do a lot of damage to them too. So you can kind of trick them into doing damage to that. But yes, about 70 tries. It sounds like a lot, but you know, a lot of those are like, you're done within the first 30 seconds because you know, you're not going to beat the first level in, in a minute. But yeah, I now have all the characters. <sighs> Always love this game. Never going to stop. Damn. Yep. Nice. Um, All right. Well, let's get into uh, some listener questions here. But before we do, a uh, quick shout out to our new patron, Let's Ride Bikes. I agree. Let's ride bikes. We should ride more bikes. We absolutely should. We should drive less and bike more. We should. Yeah. <laughs> we should, but I'm not crazy about the bike lanes. If you want to find uh, our Patreon... If you want to find our Discord, if you want to find sexy pictures of us, it's all at dlg.net. Where well, it's fun. It's dlgaming.net. Oh, dlgaming.net. What did I say? DLG.net? <laughs> DLGCon. Yeah. He's, he's got his mind for DLGCon. It's going to yeah, be a great true. time. I'm telling you guys, you're going to love it. But you can find everything at dlgaming.net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dlgaming.net. Yeah, that's the one. It's all there. And Christian, thank you very much. Uh, he rebuilt the whole thing. It's a lot cleaner. Uh, the buttons actually work. It's awesome. It looks nice. It does I look like nice. It. Yeah. Also, what's going to be nice, too, that we didn't mention before is Game of the Weeks is going to be, uh, what, Jurassic World 2? Yeah. Is that what Jurassic, we selected? Jurassic World 2 Evolution. 
Mm-hmm. Evolution 2. Yeah. All right. And we've got some Twitch subs. Uh, SMI Jeff, 27 months. He says, happy Sunday, you beautiful people. Thanks, man. Thank you. You're beautiful, too. <laughs> And recycled 46 months. If we can get four of us into VR, we can do Attack on Jumbotron. What is that? I'm sure we're about to know. Attack on Jumbotron? Either way, Jumbotron's going down. We got four of us. Is that some sort of Attack on Titan thing? I'm not sure. (laughs) All right. All right. It looks rough. Looks like laser tag. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like that cactus game. Yeah, so it would probably be a, f- a hilarious time. Yeah. Maybe not a good time, but a funny time. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions here. First one is from Zap. Thoughts on NFTs? Uh, I thought that, you know, it's a great it's a great tool to be able to make something digital unique. I think that's mm. pretty fantastic that you can do that. Um I think uh, a lot of companies overreacted about the monetization of of them and going crazy. I I think eventually there'll be cool things, but everybody rushing at the same time kind of ruined the market. Um, Not just that, but also outside of your traditional, like I made a thing buy my thing. I think there's going to be some other uses for it that are going to be really cool. I don't know what they are, but whoever does come up with those things is going to make a lot of goddamn money. That's where I'm at with NFTs. I think they're interesting. I mean, I don't really want to invest in them, I guess. Um, I feel like if you got in in the beginning and invested and really turned around when they first blew up and got on the map, then like, whew, yeah, that's... That was great. That was good for you. But like, yeah, not me. I didn't do that. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. They seem kind of neat, but at the same time, it just seems like one of those like tech bro-y things that I, I might just might not be in the right place for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I just haven't paid much attention to them. Uh, Recycle said it's in Rec Room. I think Rec Room is free. Rec it's, Room is free. It's a bunch of games in one. It's like a it's like a game suite, right? It's, it's like, like a, a yeah. It's it's a kinda, VR world. It's like a VR world of playing games. It, it, honestly, like it it's like the free and um, default like version of what. Demio's little heroes lounge in the basement kind of reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems cool. I haven't really explored it too much because I, I need more friends. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have played that, that game fun. though. It's basically laser tag. Uh, mm-hmm. You go in there and you, um, the really cool, I mean, exactly laser tag is neon and all that stuff. And uh, there, but there's actually parts in the uh, arena that move uh, as opposed to just like a static one in real life. Um, but yeah, rec room, I had fun with rec room in VR. Nice. Hmm. And it's free. All right. Well, that's good. We'll get into something deep right after this from lasagna McGill- lasagna McGillicuddy, uh, asked, feel free to pass if this is too personal, but have you ever had any near death experiences? And if so, how did they affect you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that a is that an NSFW question? No, no. Um, uh, we ahead. we we never really pass on listener questions. I gotta think of mine. All right, I'll go first since uh, you're thinking. Um, 
I have two. I'll only talk about one. They both involve guns. Uh, the first one is I remember being really young and playing with my friend in like a church parking lot. We were pretending that our bikes were dragons. It created a whole world, like a whole fantasy world where like we would pretend in one of the parking spaces to be like a shop and like had a whole thing laid out for this parking lot, basically. One time my friend and I, I think I was probably about eight or nine. Um, my friend was only like a year or two older than me. And there was this small, tiny car that pulled up to us. Um, and they were about like five or six people in the fucking car and they were all Mexican. And, um, one dude got out and he started yelling at us in Spanish and we definitely don't understand any Spanish, especially that young. So like, we didn't know what he was saying and he pulled out a gun and he pointed it to my friend and he kept yelling in Spanish to us. And finally we could hear like some cop sirens in the, in the distance. And I think that's what kind of spooked him because it's just, I don't know, it was one of those moments where it's just like time stopped because he's pointing a gun at both of us and um with the cop sirens like it caused him to get into his car and drive away and then my friend like thankfully because we were playing with chalk to try and draw out different parts of shops and things like that my friend actually wrote the license plate down in chalk like when the cops came yeah which was really quick thinking and great on his part but yeah, that was very scary. I don't really know if that would be truly near death experience or just trauma, but like, yeah, that's the, it was first instant of ever having a gun pulled out on you and looking at the barrel. So that was very, very scary. Um, Days, I hate to tell you, but they were just aggressively trying to sell you tamales. <laughs> you just didn't understand. Yeah, it's uh, the language barrier. There's very yeah. aggressive. You know, it fucked me up for a while, dude. I like for a while. I was like, I will never learn Spanish. But it was, dude. It's just trauma. Like it was associated. Like anytime I'd hear Spanish, it would bring me back to that. You know, and then, and then I realized that it was just like, <laughs> oh my god, Christian <laughs> puts a big American flag up. No, I realized that that was like a really shitty way to miss out on like an entire beautiful culture. You know, just based off of that traumatic and horror experience and so it shaped me for a while and that like yeah it obviously made me incredibly um apprehensive between learning any spanish or engaging at all in mexican culture and just spanish in general but i'm thankful that i got over that and i pushed through it and i can speak spanish i can speak spanish i understand spanish and i love both spanish culture from spain and from latin america and mexico as well it was so it's so vibrant and colorful and beautiful and the people are so wonderful and i'm glad that i was able to get over that horrible experience as terrifying as it was uh, because yeah, like I just would have been missing out on a wonderful part of the world, you know? Absolutely. Uh, mine was very, one of mine was very, uh, similar. I, uh, I was watching Eddie Murphy delirious for the first time in my life, which, um, you know, as a 14, 13 year old kid, there's nothing funnier. There's nothing funnier. There would nothing will be ever funnier than that at that particular time in my life. I'm literally crying laughing with one of my best friends. And as we're laughing and laughing and watching this on the small TV on VHS or whatever, a guy in a wolf mask comes in through his window and uh, other guys in other uh, animal masks come through the other portals in the house and uh they uh get all the kids she had like five kids uh plus me 
uh, were, made us crawl all into the living room, threatened to kill us all uh, if she wouldn't give up the money. Um, and she told them over and over and over that there was no money. They decided to leave. And when they left, she said to us in general, she's like, I wasn't going to tell them where the money was. <laughs> so there was money. Jeez. But man, there's a hardcore woman, dude. Jesus Christ. But yeah, that, that happened. There's more, but, uh, there's other times, I mean, but, uh, you got to pay for it. I was going to say, I guess we can keep that for not suitable for work. Maybe we can keep this question and add more to it. Cause yeah, damn. <laughs> All right, Bobby have good luck following that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I won't talk about my gun related incident that will, uh, that will have to be on the NSFW one. Got one of those of course. It's America. Hey, we gave him some free. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we'll keep yours behind the paywall. Christian's yeah. just sitting there being like, yeah, I don't know anybody with a gun story. And <laughs> everyone on the podcast is like, I have multiple. <laughs> Which one? But I understand what you're saying, Daz. It is like, do you count that as a near death experience? I mean, it, the pull of the trigger and you're, you're dead, but you don't know the intention of the person holding the gun. So you really don't know how close you are. But yeah, yeah that's a that's a shitty position to be in. Um, and I don't know if I would count these, I guess I kind of have to, but God, about a year ago, um, I had three separate incidents where I was choking on food and two of those, I was completely alone. So I got pretty good at giving myself the Heimlich uh, and that's kind of a weird, <laughs> that's kind of a weird situation to be in too, because it's, uh, uh, basically you've, you've got a clock ticking down and you're like, all right, well, I've got to save my own life or I'm going to die. And <laughs> nobody's going to know for a few days until they find me dead in my apartment. Um, so yeah, that was pretty shitty. And as far as it having an effect on me, like, honestly, I kind of blew it off. I don't think it really, uh, hit me until, until much later, but, uh, there, it was a tough year. There's a lot going on and I think a lot of stuff already all caught up with me. Um, but again, that's an NSFW story. So, you know, tune in to uh, one of those episodes if you're a patron. We need to make one of those soon. I think we're thinking about doing it at the LG Con. I think that would, be, that would play really well. I think we should do that, but we know. should do another one. We should do one of <laughs> Not if we're talking then. about near-death experiences. That's... That doesn't seem like a lively subject. <laughs> Bobby, if there's <laughs> one thing I can do, it's win a crowd. We can do it. <laughs> well, that's what we'll do. Maybe we should do the NSFW episodes that have themes, and we'll save the DLG Con one for like a sexual or drug related. Like, and I don't know if I'd want sexual, but like, yeah, like a drug related one, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. whatever. But, yep. Yeah. All right. Moving, <laughs> <laughs> moving right on. It's because we're all thinking. We're all thinking about how to implement this. That's why. Yeah. No, it's, yep. Uh, so moving right along, Zap, one of our top listener questioner questionnaire givers i don't know whatever <laughs> fuck it uh he goes do you think a game with a good story can carry a below average gameplay and what about a game with great gameplay and a terrible story uh he says he's enjoying the gameplay of elden ring but the lack of a cognate uh or cogent i'm cogent. <laughs> cogent thank you <laughs> plot makes it hard to pick back up when he's not in the mood for the difficulty um, so yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, the problem with the first one, which would be a good story and a below average gameplay is like, and I think Bobby's guilty of this too. Uh, I don't think in general we give the story much of a chance ever. And the same thing with a game with a great 
gameplay and terrible story. Uh, doesn't matter that it's a terrible story because we cl- skip past the story so much of the time. Uh, would you say you're in the same boat there, Bobby? Like, mm. You just skip past story elements a lot of the time. Yeah, I don't give story much credit at all in games. Yeah. Unless that's all you have, like a life is strange and that's all you're doing. Yeah, I mean, if it's then that's the all you can of the game. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I just I think there's games out there that that use story and gameplay and mix them in a in a way that uh, that's synergistic, where the game is better because of it. But I, a lot of times, I just feel like it's it's gameplay story, gameplay story. Like they're separate things, and they're trying to get mashed together. And then it seems like the story is just like speed bumps on on the game that i want to play but you take a game like her story where the the story is the game you know you uncover different parts of the story and that's what the whole point and the whole fun of the thing is um i think those are really interesting or return of the Oberdin, which is just an incredible game and that you know is all about the story and uncovering what happened so you know i think it can be done but um for the most part, I am just fine with skipping straight through any story. And what's game. funny is we've probably, uh, out of all the stuff that we skipped through, there, I bet there was probably some gems in there, and we just didn't even give it half a chance, you know? But that's a small percentage. We're saying, like, less than 5%, I would say. I don't know. Well, I mean, I haven't played those big games like Last of Us 2 where people really talk about the story, but I'm always a little disappointed in stories. I think if you make a game that's really, really long, you people tend to like it more for the story because, I don't know, it's just like you grow so familiar with the characters. and But it, it becomes like a TV show. You really don't remember much about it except for like some big parts or the fact that you like it. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't think story is all it's cracked up to be in games personally. I'm going to so disagree with you on that (laughs) shit. Um, I definitely think a good story can carry below average gameplay, but I also think a game with great gameplay can carry a terrible story. And like, there's two games that definitely come to mind. I'll start with the one that's a, game with great gameplay and a terrible story is V Rising. Like the story in V Rising, I'm convinced is like non-existent. It's garbage. It's done. It's overdone. Like, wow, vampires are super fascinating. And like, even their lore this is, is kind of like, shit, yeah, yeah, true. But the gameplay in it is what makes the game for me. On the flip side of that, a game with an amazing story that's carrying below average gameplay, I would argue, and it might be Semi of a hot take, but I would actually argue that Disco Elysium and Game Deck are examples of that. That their their story is so phenomenal that you don't really care that there's not that much of a depth in it. Um for gameplay you know like with disco elysium it was kind of like yes you had the roles and yes you had the different skills and things like that but for the most part you really are just reading and there isn't that much gameplay there i think i remember ray complaining about that that there really wasn't anything to like fight or anything to do not much gameplay but that game is so rich and deep and like an onion with story that I didn't give a fuck about the gameplay. It was amazing. Like, I love that game, you know? And Game Deck was kind of similar to that, too, actually. And even even less than Disco Elysium when it comes to gameplay itself. Game Deck had less, but it had a phenomenal story that was just really, really cool and fantastic. And to me, I'm always looking for the story, but it's not a deal breaker if the gameplay is so good. 
Um, however, it's just absolute trash if obviously both aren't up to par, you know, or a game that thinks it has a good story, but in reality, no, not really, you know. Too, and there, uh, there's something to be said that like almost a lot of the time, you, if you're going to have an incredible story, you almost have to give up gameplay in most instances. Um, like you're saying on um, Game Deck or uh, what's the other one? Disco Elysium. Yeah, Disco Elysium. Um, not a lot of game, tons of story. Um, Life is Strange, not a lot of game, tons of story. Um, these games that have the best stories have less game. It's almost like there's a pie chart and you can only give up so much to one at any one time. Um, there are those crazy want games, the once in a lifetime, not, or very close, like, um, life is strange. I mean, um, last of us, is the last right? of us too, yes. yeah. where you get both. I mean, yeah. but that's, or some people say God of war, but I haven't played it, but that's like one of the only games that I can think of that, like blends them two together. I don't agree with that, dude. Like think of, I mean, a lot of the elder scrolls hit that. Um, like a lot of Rockstar games too. If you really like, if you really fall into like the Grand Theft Auto series, like they are great with the story and the gameplay. And Red Dead Redemption too. It, well, Red Dead Redemption, just the series, is also fantastic story and fantastic gameplay. I think there's a lot of them, but yeah, they'll tend to be the ones that have the most money to throw at it. Obviously, that's and true the most too. Resources. I, I think the the word story kind of gets mixed up with experience, though, because when you talk about a game like Grand Theft Auto Five or Red Dead Redemption Two or whatever the other one that was mentioned, it the story is kind of what you as a character decide to do, like what missions you choose to accept, the things that happen to you while you're on those missions. Oh, you know, a, it's all a personal. There's definitely an Ori overarching story that you're going to go through either way. Mm-hmm. That's why you have the main quest. Yeah. Yeah. The main quest. Yeah. Yeah. There's the main quest and there's like the main storyline, but I, I think a lot of people really get attached to, or, or they, they have these experiences within the game and they kind of interpret that as being the story. And that's how they mm. grow attached to the characters. I see that. Um, the uh, answer is 42. I do want to say though, too, like I didn't bring up um, life is strange in the mix of poor gameplay, but amazing story, because I agree with you that I think that that is it stick. Like it's gameplay is the story, but I wouldn't, say that Disco Elysium is the same. Like, Disco Elysium has enough gameplay elements in it, like, with the rolling of making dice. A, of yeah. dice and um, kind of uh, maneuvering through the land and stuff as, like, an isometric RPG that it does have a little bit more gameplay elements in it instead of it being, like, a what reminds me of, like, a you know, like a, a, a movie in a sense, you know, because, um... What is it? The fucking art game. God, I can't remember it for right now. Um, um, Artful Escape. Artful Escape. Yeah, Artful Escape is a lot like Life is Strange, where the ga- there is like no gameplay. You might hit a button. Or I got to get on your family share days. Yeah. You got a lot of shit. Yeah, I want to play true. that. Got to change that. Yeah. Oh, that's on Game Pass. 
Oh, it's on Game Pass? Yeah, I played oh, the nice. yeah, Beautiful Escape on Game Pass. Artful but, Escape. Artful Escape, yep. <laughs> it is a beautiful escape, though, <laughs> but it is the artful escape. Um, yeah. And you haven't given Life is Strange a shot yet? Not all Game the Pass. way through. No, it's oh, did, nice. Oh, you tried but, it, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I think it's pretty, and I like it. And I, but it's it's like a mo- it's like a motion picture. Yeah, almost. right, exactly. Yeah. Whereas Disco Elysium Game Deck or not, they are you are playing a game, yeah. but they focus on the story, not so much the gameplay. But there's enough elements of gaming that it is a gameplay. So There's, there's not a lot of things things in this world you can say for sure but if you add dice to something it's probably a game right yeah right (laughs) i think that's that's a one truism i'm gonna go you can put that on my epitaph there we go uh biblioclasm yeah Mm -hmm. he says what is the most toxic video game community that you've been a part of why did you quit why haven't you quit quit already (laughs) uh I haven't been a part of a lot of toxic ones, really. Um, uh, my, my ID on, um, on Steam is called, is ender.id. And the reason it's called dot ID is the only way I could change my, the only way I can join this one clan in, uh, Team Fortress 2 was, I'm sorry, Team Fortress Classic, uh, was, to change my my steam id you have to change it to a dot id and dot id meant invade defend and it was a it was a, a group of people that only played invading um versus defending maps and the community was super cool so even though i was in love with tfc the toxicity and just a general gameplay was too much for me so i went uh i jumped through a lot of hoops to get to uh i mean just uh jane you have to like join their irc and all kinds of stuff and uh prove yourself and <laughs> and talk to the guy and then eventually you get in and then it was all gravy from there like once i got into that because that's all i ever wanted to play was invade defend maps so i always avoided the toxicity because it brings down a game for me i think chi a few times said that like it adds to it in a way um but i can't i couldn't dis- disagree more although it adds it to for her it doesn't add it for me it doesn't add any enjoyability so going off of that um to me, the most toxic video game community, to nobody's surprise, is Call of Duty. Uh, the most toxic game out there, probably. That's <laughs> the one. Anytime anybody's ever talking about people talking shit, it's always Call of Duty, especially like celebrities and stuff. Like, this goddamn 12-year-old fucking lit me up the other day. <laughs> well, so... I love that community, though, because I agree with Chi that it actually adds a whole nother fun element. So there's a group of Texans that I play with. And if you go to DLGCon, you guys can meet them. Uh, they're actually they're wonderful in person and they are the biggest shit talkers online, which is very funny. They're super toxic online, but wonderful people in real life. And um, I love them for that. But we have kind of a motto in our group when we're doing cyber attack hardcore, where if you're not on the top with your KD and the numbers, then you better be shit talking the most. And so it ends up creating really funny stories and just funny moments because like, I can just remember some of the shit talking being just absolutely hilarious. And some of these guys get banned all the time from rocket league for their toxicity. And so like, 
<laughs> it's almost like two games going on at once, right? It is, though. It is. And it's kind of like ways of getting underneath other people's skin. Like, I'll never forget. And some of the burns, dude, they're so good. And they they create such, like, a thick skin. Like, I'm ultimately thankful that I joined uh, Call of Duty when I was a lot younger. I used to get death threats and rape threats playing Call of Duty when I was a lot younger. But you know what, though? It's made it to the point now where when somebody calls me stupid or fat or ugly or whatever kind of negative thing, I could just be like, like, I give a fuck. You're some random fuckhead on a, on the yeah. internet. Who cares? Like, Who cares? cool, go cry into your sock, buddy, later. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but like, so, you know, it's like it's like an armor. When you, when you learn to survive in a toxic video game community, it does become an armor for you, you know? And so I wouldn't quit because of that, but I also am not going to bathe myself in toxicity every day as well because that's also not a good place to be in either but i do think that it's fun and it can not saying it always does but it can add a whole nother element of of things you know like i definitely remember one of the guys that i play call of duty with one of i think the best burns i heard is somebody said something like i bet you're living in the basement of your mom's house and my buddy came back right away with i bet when you're at the doctor's office you have to put down a p.o box because you can't even afford your own place and like <laughs> just i don't know like they they come up with some really funny insults and shit and i'm still laughing at, at crying in your own sock i'm just thinking about like <laughs> i'm thinking about like it's the smallest garment like like, like why, why, why but that's you, what you start coming up with some other really than a bow tie what, yeah. <laughs> what's the smallest thing? well you you know you develop like wit yeah. when you're trying to keep up in a toxic community because you have to kind of like one up the savagery and be smart and quick on, and like quick on your feet and think of something really fast you know and that's wit and so like that's it can be good but toxic video game communities can also be really fucking terrible as well you know and they can take away from a game for sure like i never could get into league of legends because of the toxic community like i there's no room for anybody trying to learn how to play that game in a game like that whereas when it comes to call of duty and i think even in i want to say overwatch like the toxicity adds another layer of the game actually mm. uh kevin smith talks about how like the the only thing he's good at is writing dialogue, and I agree. He's like ex- exceptional at writing dialogue. And he said the only reason that he knows that is because he was a he was a short fat kid, and getting dumped on all the time, and he had to become like a word ninja to like fight these guys off uh, with clever comebacks. And then uh, yeah, that turned into like extremely good uh, dialogue writing. And uh, yeah, so it can it can definitely build you up if it doesn't crush you yeah right <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and there's yes, definitely sir. a toxic community what about you bobby um well i'm old enough to have gamed in the 90s when everything was toxic like Facts. if you just online gaming was just like yeah you're gonna go in there you're gonna see a lot of racist shit and you know, a lot of sexist stuff um but as far as like a community i don't know probably heroes of the storm because that was the only moba i ever really got into and i've always say this mobas just bring out the worst in people and i think maybe heroes of the storm more so because that game was much more team based than more uh most mobas like you really it was a group effort and if somebody wasn't doing their job then it brought the whole team down. Whereas in league or Dota, you could have somebody just get fed and carry the team. Um, but yet, I don't know. I feel like, uh, it was less toxic than my experiences with, uh, smite Dota and illegal legends, but hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it brought the worst out of me too. I mean, I had plenty of times where I was just the asshole, you know, but, uh, um, you would come Bobby had some episode where he would just come on and just talk about this one guy. There's this one guy 
<laughs> Listen, this is what happened. And he would just complain about this one guy. Mm-hmm. That's, That's how it is in MOBAs. It's always yeah. somebody else's fault. <laughs> yep. Zaris? Zaris? Uh, he asks, what is your favorite completely useless mod for a game? For example, the mod that replaces you have died in Dark Souls with Thanks Obama. <laughs> um, I, I always bring this one up because I, like the only time, the first time I ever modded was Skyrim, I think. Oh no. Do I we have so. the same, do we have the same one? Yeah. What's, the, turning the spiders into teddy bears. Oh no. Okay. Good. Okay. Oh. Mine's Skyrim as well, but it's a different mod. I right, didn't yeah, do yeah. it. I didn't do it, but that's yeah. what drew my attention to. I was like, you can change one thing to another. And then I, I got into it. And then, uh, let's see. Useless. I don't think I've ever done a useless one. I, I really go for, cause, um, Bobby and I played a little bit of Bronze Example and I continue to play after he, he fell off. Um, but there's ones that just change the cars into like the cars that you like, you know, and, and it's pretty useless cause it's only cosmetic, but, uh, we have those on there because it's part of the, like the server that we joined or whatever. Um, but I don't think I would ever do that personally get something that was useless mods are yeast are by definition useful right hmm. i don't know for me kind of yeah for me my my favorite's also in skyrim it's when you change the dragons to being uh thomas the train oh because <laughs> <laughs> that's just hilarious everybody's yeah. super intense in the game right especially like in the beginning where like they're about to chop <gasps> dude's head off and, and they're like oh what is that and then you hear there's a video out there that does that that shows you it and it's so beautifully like they do the opening scene right where like it's intense and everybody's up on the chopping block and you just hear this Choo choo, and they're like, oh, "What was that?" And then you choo choo, and then just all of a sudden, boom! A fucking huge Thomas the Train lands on top of a tower, and it is hilarious. I love it. I mean, it totally breaks the fucking immersion of the game, but like, so funny. It's so amazing. I love it. Bobby, um, I useless mods. That's tough. I, I don't know. Most of the modding that I did. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I did a lot of modding in Left 4 Dead and 1 and 2. And uh, all those were probably useless because most of them are cosmetic. I mean, unless you're playing like the maps, but most of them are cosmetic. Turning them into aliens or whatever. Yeah, you change the common infected into whatever. You change your characters and only you can see it. The other players can't see it. But one that I thought was just so simple and yet so clever was whenever... You would run into the base and close the door and the level was over. They'd play some sort of wrap-up sting at the end of it, but this replaced it with, like, the riff from Seinfeld, like the bass riff from Seinfeld. <laughs> like, they were, like they were cutting a commercial, yeah. you know, and it was just so perfect. Like, it just worked so well. Um, that is great, <laughs> What a dude. good one. Yeah. Super simple, but so good. Yeah. Sometimes those simple, <laughs> dumb ones are so great. Yeah. That's what I say. Time is a chain in the Seinfeld. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, Let me do a wrap-up, Chris, so let me see everything. On the Radar was Stray, a game about a cat, Blocky Dungeons, Stranger, uh, Space Lines from the Far Out, Um, DRG gets uh, VR, Uh, Cactus Cowboy, Plants at War, uh, Street Fighter 6, um, and then the highlights were They Are Billions, 
maybe a low light for Bobby. Uh, Demio or Demio, I'm not sure. Um, Valve Index, V Rising, and Binding of Isaac Repentance. And uh, yeah, what are you guys, or I guess we're all playing Jurassic Park, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Yeah, yep. not to be that. confused with the, isn't there a third installment of Jurassic Park Evolution coming out? Or, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Jurassic I thought this World. one just came out. I'm sorry. Jurassic World. Oh, the, the movie. movie. Yeah. 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 The movie. That's about to hit. Uh, besides that, I keep, I keep saying it every week. I want to get back into Tomb Raider. Mm. Uh, but yeah. I mean, for me, it'll be Cactus Cowboy, hopefully with you and, uh, V Rising, of course. We'll see how fast. I, I, I figure it's going to be like five days, five, six days. But I don't well, know. Well, if not mm. this week, then next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check out Floppy Night this week. Floppy Nights. I Floppy think it's Nights. plural. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, speak for Christian, who didn't want to talk this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, days of Bobby and myself. Let's go with uh, in, uh, an index of titties. Oh, dude. Dude, you can't step. You can't step on my. <laughs> I accidentally hit that. Oh this new setup gosh. in here is making it really. I have to reach like all the way back to hit that. All right, bro. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Fucking titties. Whatever, titties. <laughs> what I'm doing here is art. <laughs> High art. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. It's thought about weeks in advance. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.